This is the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sharon and Eric Lopez. Welcome to the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Jeff Sharon, Eric Lopez here with you, along with a cast of many, Andrew Glukov. The uh, the Leroy Jenkins of UCF Twitter Mafia has decided to uh, run screaming through the doors into this podcast here, along with the student of the game himself, Kyle Nash. Um, <clears throat> boys, how are you? How's the week been? Spantastic. Yeah, you, you, you're not going to say the line yet, Drew? Gotta wait for it. You, you, you can't, yeah, you can't yeah. jump the gun. Yeah, we got, on no, no, no. We got it. We got to wait for the appropriate tweet that we wanted to make fun of here. Hey, and and let's do this. Remember half of the point is you're in mid prep. You can't yeah. just, you can't just go, you know, go off immediately. You got, you got to savor the moment. Listen, the chances we, of people leaving that are 33.3. Uh, stop, stop right now. We're not. No, I like those not, odds. We're not. It's never tell me the odds. Uh, we've got, uh, we got a lot to talk about, but really it's just, it's just one big thing. We're just going to talk about alignment here in this show. There are a few new stories that we're going to get to in a little bit, but, um, uh, realignment is, is the topic of the day. And we are here for you to, uh, to try and give, well, at least sort of set things up for what we know and what we think and what other people are thinking and, and kind of try and make sense of where we are right now in this whole thing. So, so let's, let's get, and most importantly, we're here to talk about what this all means or may mean or may not mean for UCF going forward. So uh, as usual, you can follow us at black and gold banneret.com. You can follow us on Twitter at UCF banneret underscore SBN. If you thought you followed us from before make sure that you follow us uh see if you follow us on the on our new handle ucf banner underscore sbn once again is the handle uh also facebook.com slash black and gold banner all right let's dive in so what's the latest here and uh lopez i want you to come in on this what's the latest here on what uh, on realignment news so the big 12 we are there are reports multiple reports that the big 12 is in serious discussion with uh, uh with at least four maybe as many as six members of the pac 12 the main four are arizona arizona state utah and colorado quite possibly the other two could be Oregon and Washington. Now, Oregon and Washington have been rumored to be in discussions with the Big Ten as two more Western schools to uh, help out the LA schools, who obviously have just announced USC and UCLA have announced that they will join the Big Ten. Lopez, what's the latest on the on the actual news regarding the Big Twelve? As of 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Thursday night. I want to. I definitely we have to highlight this during this show because yes. as anything, as of as things of can change real quick. Eastern uh, time on Thursday, July the seventh. Where are we? Well, no news on that. We have no news. We are pretty much still <laughs> the in the same is, conference. The news Everybody's is that the there same. is no news. Uh, <laughs> correct, because even though last week nobody saw USC and UCLA leaving the Big Ten. Nobody saw it coming until John Wilmer broke it on Thursday morning. 
all of a sudden everybody's sources are talking all of a sudden like all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that everybody's talking um so i think uh, drew you i want you to chime into this there there's a lot of media use right now or a lot of well, for, there's some fake stuff going out there where people all of a sudden are acting like they're you know have you know you know people that they're important or something there's but lots I do, of fake stuff yeah a lot of fake stuff fake news as they would say but I do think the conferences right now are po are kind of using the media here to gather, you know, leverage or trying to give on all fronts. I think the ACC is using some of their media. The Pac-12 is definitely using some of the media. Uh, there's been stuff thrown out about TV deals, uh, you know, loose relationships, etc. Drew, this is the silly stuff, right? This is what uh, this is. We're just going to see a lot of stuff thrown, but really, we don't know if anything is going to happen this week or next week or next month or next year or two years from now. Really. Well, remember, uh, you know, conferences and schools are constantly talking to each other, constantly. Uh, USC it was been talking to the Big Ten for months. Now, it's not, it wasn't anything serious until the last few weeks. Uh, it was just kind of casual stuff. You all, even UCF talks to other conferences, the ACC, the SEC. You always want to be on the mind of those conferences. Even if you don't really have a shot, you just keep talking to them. Just keep talking. Because you, not only that, you're also talking about other things, not just membership, but, but possible, you know, playing against teams and whatnot. So you're always talking. And, and the thing is, with those backdoor channels, you're allowed to start gauging interest. Remember, it took a couple weeks from the moment the Big Ten decided to start with feasibility studies. This is all documented. You know, there's a great article in The Athletic about it. This isn't new stuff. Uh, so it, once they started sending out feasibility studies, that's when things cranked up. So the truth is you're not going to have – and I remember we talked about this within our, our, our message group. And unfortunately, I couldn't make the show last week, but I would have said it then. Nothing was going to happen this week. It's too fast. Right. Uh, it takes time. I, I, I remember saying it would take at least two weeks uh, to, from, from the start of when things start heating up. Because I guarantee you that membership was never really a conversation piece as far as the Pac-12 schools with the Big 12. It was never real because both at that time were actually stable until they got the curveball with USC and UCLA. And then, you know, all hell has broken loose. And with the struggles that Pac-12 already had, on their current media deal and what was looking forward towards their next media deal, uh, this send up red flags like crazy of get out. It's a sinking ship. And that's when the conversation started, but you, you have, it's more than just let's talk. I'm going to give you an invitation. You're going to apply and it's done. As you know, there's a lot of moving parts in moving conference affiliation. It's not an easy process. Uh, even even not including the buyouts and all that stuff it, it takes a lot you you you've got to go through there's a whole process you know buy-ins and and agreeing to to certain rights that you're going to give up and other things it, it's not cut and dry and that's why it takes a while and and you know obviously now we're in the silly part because it's too fast for anything real to happen so all a lot of this fake stuff that no one would know isn't real is going on right now here's the truth they have talked to these schools. Here's the not truth. No one's accepted anything. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you're in that in-between, you know, they've had conference calls, but remember uh, UCF had visits, you know, had in-person visits before an invitation was ever extended. It's, it's not like magical doom done. So 
I, I think right now we're we're in the it's calm. Not, it's, not like, it's not like shopping at Sam's or in one of those places. Yeah. Oh, I see it on the shelf. I'm just gonna hey, pull it down let's see. UCF is over there. I can yeah, do a six pack of old pack twelve teams. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sure. It 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 it's a process. It takes time, and and the schools are going to do their due diligence. You know, they also want to talk to the media partners. Is this a smart move? And there's a lot of silly news out there. I guarantee you that people don't have the full picture of what these media partners are. Remember, Big 12 is split between Fox and ESPN. ESPN has a very specific agenda going on right now because losing the Pac-12 loses inventory. Losing the Big 12 loses inventory because now you got CBS and NBC potentially clawing in. So they have a specific interest. Fox is is probably going to be pretty safe with the Big 12. I think Fox is going to stay as a partner with them. I don't think they're at risk of moving. Uh, so you have agendas, and that's when you start talking about the whole things getting out in the public, leaking certain details uh, about creating a, a public a, a public narrative, such as the loose partnership between the oh, ACC boy. and the Pac-12. Yeah, we're going to roast that in a second. Oh, God. The, anyone in the ACC is going to say, this is the dumbest idea, I'm not doing it. Uh, but we'll roast that in a second. But it all comes back down to the fact that we have to be patient. You know, we have time. Remember, the day that USC and UCLA put their notice in was the last day for to be able to get into 2024 without severe financial, you know, implications. So you go with that. There's plenty of time to hammer this stuff out. The Pac-12 is trying to accelerate, trying uh, to get a new TV deal put together as a way of holding everyone together. Guarantee you. The Pac-12, if they get a new deal put together, the Big 12, when they get the new deal put together, they're going to have grantor rights involved. They're going to have some sort of security in that. We've seen how effective it is with Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, They're still going to cough up 80 mil just to get out of the conference, but you're looking at three digits worth of money that Oklahoma couldn't afford, and that's keeping them into 2025. It's holding the ACC together because you know the SEC and the Big 10 are waiting to snap up some teams there. So the grant of rights is really effective. So you know, don't be surprised to see that in the next round of contracts between those two conferences if the Pac-12 survives. Okay. So I, I, here's what I wanted to do. We, we picked out a few tweets out here um, and a few stories. And I want to get reaction from the three of you on each of them. And, and relatively rapid fire here. All right. So uh, Drew, Kyle, and Eric, here we go. So... Um, the first thing we want to talk, uh, I want to talk about is what they call the four corners, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona state. In your opinion, uh, are they going, when all, when the dust settles, do you guys think they will be in the big 12? Drew, I'll start with you. I'm going to say yes. Uh, they, you know, while they don't move the needle, he- needle heavily as far as value, they offer security. You now have 18 or 16 teams as opposed to 12. So if another poaching happens, you have backup. Okay. Kyle? Thank you with your word inventory here, Drew. I too think it happens. Though granted, I couldn't tell you how quickly or how long it'll take for that dust to settle. Maybe 
they're relatively stable for Fox. You make that point. But I think Fox is also going to get aggressive to gain ground on ESPN. This is a chance to make the worldwide leader, a.k.a. the mothership, a.k.a. ESPN, maybe lose some market share because when you got an oligopoly like this, the only way you get power is to take it. I think Fox is very interested in that. And oh, by the way, side note something. Yes, get that money signal out. Uh, I'm not going to claim you're Johnny Manziel as a Browns fan, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, the, the, the whole concept is, for me, is that inventory piece like you mentioned. And, and I feel like, yeah, to, that's the only way you're going to gain market share and also repel Apple and Amazon and those takers. We haven't talked about the alternative mediums yet. So, Eric? If they want to stick with uh, Oregon and Washington, who I think is stuck, uh, and try to make the Pac-12 work, then I think they will be in the Big 12, but not as quickly as people would like it to be. Okay, well, well, okay, when? I might be a few years, because there's a part of me that wonders if the Pac-12 is going to try to make this work for at least a year, you know, try to make this work a little longer, give it a year or two years. I don't, and, and Drew, you make a great point. None of these schools have to make a decision today or tomorrow, next week at all. The debt, like, you could wait till June 30th next year to make a decision before it affects an, an extra year. Uh, so, to me, there's not a rush because I think everybody's going to wait till what the Big Ten does, in particular with South Bend. So, I think they hold. But I do think those four will eventually be in the Big 12. I just don't know when. Let me right. let me caveat that. I knew he was going to come in on that one. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, because, and this is why they're doing it. They've accelerated the new media deal. They're going to have a grant of rights built into that. So, so if no they, one in their right mind would sign it. Well, either it's you sign it or you or you have no media deal. It's, that's what's going to end up being. Uh, no, they're going to, you know, yeah. they're going to be strong armed either to, you know, basically. Oh, I agree. I agree. I just, but I just, wanna, what, what, what I mean, what I mean, it could drag out. It could drag out to next June. I don't think somebody, I mean, it could, but somebody decides next week or two, but they may not, Drew. They may don't have to. No, they're going to wait it out. I think you're going to, it's going to probably be a little bit uh, before. Yeah, I think there's some stalling. I mean, remember, UCF. Oregon is stalling. Yeah, because they're in denial. Um, but Phil <laughs> Knight's been in denial since Michael Jordan retired. So what else is new? Ouch. And, well, speaking of that, um, I guess we can kiss that sponsorship goodbye for the program. Uh, <laughs> Oregon and Washington. Likelihood that they will become that they will tell the Big Ten, who reportedly they are flirting with at the moment, um, likelihood that they say, "Hey, you know what, guys? We've waited long enough for you. We're gonna we're gonna jump ship now to the Big Twelve because we just don't want to wait for." for you and or Notre Dame. Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Oregon and Washington to the Big 12. Buy it, sell it, hold it. You know, the problem with making giving a definite answer on this is the Notre Dame card. And this is all on how much Notre Dame stalls the negotiation or if they outright say no. To you guys' point, they may try to push things off a couple of years. If that happens, if they reach that two-year fail-safe and they still don't have an offer from the Big 10, they're going to take their leverage that they have left with the Pac-12 and, or excuse me, the remaining Pac-12 and become um, part of the Big 12 or whatever the entity will be at that time to be like, hey, we're still young and hip. Look at us. You know, now granted, it'll be Oregon saying that mostly because Washington isn't that relevant. I'm sorry. Woof. But um, yeah, I, I, at the end of the day there, I, I, I think if, if I'm going to say two years, if the Big 10 does not pull them in, they'll move. Eric? 
Uh, I agree with Kyle. I think Oregon and Washington is going to try to survive to save the Pac-12 because they could be the big dog in that conference as it's currently set up. Whereas if they go to the Big 12 or the Big 10, they're just going to be, you know, second fiddle. So they're going to wait it out. Drew? Uh, the, the issue at hand is not Notre Dame saying yes anytime soon. It's the fact that Notre Dame can't get out of the grant of rights. Right. They're not going to pay the Fair ridiculous point. money. So Notre Dame, for all intents and purposes, is off the table. Uh, they're not, they're not going, you know, because of the way the contracts are set up, the way the contracts are set up with the ACC, if they join a football conference, it has to be the ACC. So the only way they can go to the big 10 is if they leave completely, which means all your non-football sports are now under the grant of rights. So until someone finds a hole in the grant of rights, they're stuck. Unless they buy out of it. I don't see them buying out of it. Uh, That's, I don't see any of them doing it. You're looking at, you know, I if, mean, it's a, it's a lot cheaper for Notre Dame to buy out of a grant of rights of the ACC than any other for all the, for, for all. Yeah. For, because football's not in it. Right. Right. And, and, you know, they may wait a little bit, but I don't see them doing it at least in the near term. That's a good um, point too, Drew. Like if, with each passing year, that buyout is cheaper. So that does increase the chances and they're setting the market. And they also have to dodge an expense. I'm with you that Notre Dame probably won't jump in 22. But with each passing year, right, I'll put it this way. There's enough, uh, how you say, money flowing to where I don't think they're intimidated too much by that buyout. But it's still a good point. I'm not cheapening it. But, the other the, thing. The, but keep ahead. in mind, the Big Ten TV deal hasn't been agreed to. In fact, John Aran, who's point. of the Sports Business Journal, says that, no, this was supposed to be done by May. Now you add USC, UCLA. He thinks this might not get done till July and August. And the question is, is the Big Ten waiting for Notre Dame? If does, if you're Notre Dame, do you want to get into the Big Ten while, before this TV deal is struck? Because once the TV deal is done and the, the terms have been set, doesn't mean that they are in trouble down the road or anything. But I think that that might be the only scenario where if Notre Dame wants to be a part of this current, this TV deal, they need to jump in on this and kind of give the Big Ten an agreement to let them know, yeah, we're joining. Otherwise, you're right. They could take their time on this. Notre, Notre Dame. Big enough fish, though, that I think they could get people back to the negotiating table to rework the deal should they decide to join. I'll throw that well, out. Well, here's here's the other thing is that is, is that Notre Dame could bring NBC to the table, which would mean, which could mean more money overall for the Big Ten. Good point. Right. Well, and that's part of it. Notre Dame, aside from the adverse to risk, you look at their history, they've made very low risk moves. I mean, they stayed in the Big East until it sank. Uh, you know, they, they waited. The ACC the last... was a pretty big risk move for them, though. Well, and very... they waited until the Big East was sinking. Right. And they, before the Big East, they were in the Mid-Continent Conference. I mean, they were in the same conference as Cleveland State. I mean, <laughs> I'm dead serious, you know, for a couple of years. I, so I'm, Funny, Drew, I'm Notre sorry. Dame is a very risk-adverse school. Uh, they do what's safe. They're independent. It's safe. They have the deal with NBC. It's safe. Uh, they have the opportunity that NBC may say, hey, you stay what we're doing. We'll give you more. Uh, so there's that possibility, right, too. So right. they don't you have know, to share the money with anybody. Exactly. You don't have to share the money with anyone. And that and that was the, the whole thing about BYU converting from an independent to a conference member again is getting away from that system. But I mean, Notre Dame can pretty much dictate their terms. And what the Big Ten can do is create caveats in the deal 
specific to Notre Dame, and it keeps and it, it keeps the window open. Uh, but I don't think Notre Dame is going to really push the issue. You know, they're going to they're going to let someone else take take the risk, carry the burden, let a Florida State or a Clemson try to crack through the grant of rights first pave the path and then they'll follow i don't see notre dame being the first they don't need to be the first with that said going back to the original question mm-hmm. you know in regards to oregon and washington uh the the they're not flirting with the big 10 they're that that person who's desperate to get a date with the you know that that complete please take us the, please help. please date me for the love of god uh they're they're absolutely desperate and and you know desperation is not an attractive trait that fits great with that i'm still young i'm still hip thing about oregon well played drew well thank you the the truth is if the four go they're gonna follow that that that's it yeah you know they they're not gonna be so much second fiddle in the big 12 they just won't be the top dog off the bat they're gonna have to earn that spot and there's always gonna be one eye looking at them waiting for the time when they leave however them joining the big 12 is good for that conference because you improve the value of the conference you get the entrance fees you get the exit fees and use them for however long they're there if they stay you know long term great if they're only there a handful of years at least you have that uh so as far as the big 12 goes getting oregon and washington is a low risk high reward move Hey, taking paydays and building resources to build yourself up while you have that money. That sounds like a familiar strategy to people we cover on a regular basis, doesn't it, guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, here, a story that broke. Uh, well, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know if it, it can qualify as breaking a story, but uh, I wouldn't. A story that's been floating Trickle. out there in terms of discussion. Uh, the Pac-12 and the ACC. Talk discussing some sort of loose partnership with uh, one another, with uh, along with ESPN, in an effort to avoid, in order to for both school for both conferences to avoid being raided, uh, complete with a championship game, possibly in a Champions Bowl in in Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> how far do we? Uh, how far? Do, how far can we throw that, Drew? Uh, it's loose, all right, and it's it's something that does not smell I particularly try, good. I I tried, yeah. Oh God, I, <laughs> I tried. I, all I remember is, uh, as I said on Twitter, I tried a similar arrangement with a girl I dated once, and it did not end well. Yeah, this is a joke. This is an absolute joke. This is ESPN trying to hold on to inventory because the Pac-12 is a part ESPN conference, and they've even gone as far to suggest of finding a way of looping them into the the ACC network as a way of holding on to them. I mean, this is a joke. This is just so they can hold on inventory without having to pay for it. This, it, is, this, this strikes me as like desperate. And, and, and I've, and I said this earlier and Drew, you were with me on this. I, I think I was responding to something that uh, I think it was, I think it was what Tanvir said on, uh, on Twitter, uh, Tan, the man on Twitter. It was like, if you're, if you're, viability as a conference is not already in question you're not having this discussion to begin with you're not a power five conference if you have to do this this is not power conference this is a smack of the usa and mountain west looking to merge to save their own skins that's what this is and that's it that seems uh, that's that situation seems even more plausible to me it smacked of 
San Diego State and Boise State joining the Big East. Well, I know that's I, I would say if that was football only, if, if they still had the if the BCS continued, they they actually it would have made financial sense. But that's different. Um, th- this is basically finding out that you can't merge. You can't merge the two. It won't work. The moment you merge, that ACC contract opens for renegotiation. Right, so they're trying to you've circumvent lost, it. They're trying you've to lost circ- the blue chip yeah. programs. They're yeah. gone. Yeah, they're trying so they're to trying to circumvent that. that, and you're getting this thing that just looks like some Cronenberg-based monster that is going to just kind of slink around and, and really just look like garbage. And so while you're, what you're going to have is you're going to have, obviously, the Big Ten and the SEC doing their thing. You're going to have the Big 12 that's going to look like a normal conference and doing the thing. And then you're going to have these two little patch jobs doing this Champions Bowl that no one's going to care about because no one already cares about the ACC or the Pac-12 championship game. They don't watch them. Read the ratings. It's true. Yeah, unless a Florida State or Clemson is involved against somebody marquee, and that very rarely has happened in the ACC. And the Pac-12 well, yeah, has I mean, got his own. Miami's body. been a yeah. dumpster fire ever since they moved I mean, in. You know, they they get, one that's why I've laughed. I laughed about all this love about Oregon. They don't draw. Like, they don't draw. USC and UCLA are the only ones that draw in the Pac-12 from a rating standpoint. Well, not, not, only, not only that, but it goes back to brand value. This is all about brand values. Correct. Uh, markets are gone. Markets markets help build brand value, but the market itself doesn't matter. It's the brand. Uh, now, getting granted, getting LA, you know, the second largest market in the country. You know, okay, that's that's you, you don't say no to that. But the truth well, is, well, well, no, well, no, but you're right about this, though, Drew. Because let's 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 not forget. You know, we talk about brands. USC is a private school. It's it tiny, is a private school, but and it has a brand. Right. Well, both schools are have have a history of championships. They're the number two and number three all time in NCAA championships for schools, all sports. So, you know, you're you're, you're bringing uh, not just in football, but in everything else. Obviously, UCLA's value is not in football. It's in other stuff. But you're they both have a history and tradition of winning. And that has value too, not just the football stuff. Hmm. All right. Uh, Kyle, go ahead. All I'll say quickly is Drew Drew can vouch for me. How many years have I been saying that the ACC isn't really a power five conference? That's all I have to say about that part. Well, part uh, of the problem, Kyle, is th- and this is why we're in this mess, is every conference thinks they're a football conference and they're not. Like the ACC has never been a football conference. It's a basketball conference. The Big East, the reason it died is because it tried to be somebody it wasn't. That was a football conference. Give me a break. It's a basketball league. And that's why we're in this mess because everybody's trying to be a football school or a football conference when only really a, a basketball game. conference with a football problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just I, is what it I is. I thought I was the one giving the cynical take here. Here, you two guys. <laughs> no, I, because Kyle, I agree. Like, I'm a pro ACC basketball guy. I mean, what they've done to that league from a from a, it's been brutal. Like Boston College and Syracuse. Give me a break. Hey, a boy, joke. Syracuse, man, they they showed up and. Well, you can really, other than Virginia Tech, all these schools that came from the Big East showed up and have done nothing. You can make the argument, by the way, that every school that has changed conferences in the last decade hasn't done a damn thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you can. You can What's Miami does is joining the ACC. One division title. I want to specify in football. I don't want to mean. I don't want obviously other sports. That it's a, it could be one division title. That is it. One, yeah. division, one division title. Right. No conference right. championship. It's a flop. They've been they a flop. Were, they were they were at the 
um, it wasn't Russell Athletic. Oh no, yeah, they were at the uh, uh, no, they were at the Camping World Bowl a couple years back during the pandemic, baby, against Oklahoma State. Boom. <laughs> Miami was better off when they were an independent back in the day, but as you know, college football always causes realignment. This is not something new. Realignment's been going on for decades. There's only one school that's been successful in the move. And that's Virginia Tech, who has yes. four I'll, conference. I'll give, that. I'll give you that. Four yeah. conference championship, yeah. three more division titles to the, to their to their name. So I mean, they they've done pretty well. Uh, and and you know, they've obviously been a slew of bowl games and whatever. And, and by the way, that. Uh, that sir- nothing. By the way, even and and I say this as a, as a Syracuse graduate with my Syracuse master's degree hanging on the wall here. Uh, number of ACC division or conference championships in men's basketball that Syracuse has won since joining the ACC. Zero. That was a Zero. big East school. It was a big East school. That's a basketball school that thinks they could be a football school. They've been to one Final Four. In their third year in the ACC in 2015-16, that's it. But anyway, that's it. yeah. Um, all right, so so here's the uh, here's the fun. Let's let's get let's let's get fun. Let's oh let's really fire up the speculation. Let's get now. funky. Story dropped from Braden Keith, who's the co-founder of a of a site called SwimSwam.com. And actually, I've checked into this. This is a legit swimming site. Okay. <laughs> They cover college. So they cover college. This is this is. But boy, did he have one that went viral today? Because this is this is what he. I don't know where he's getting this from, but man, if he turns out to be right, this is the scoop of the millennium. Uh, source, according to Braden underscore Keith on Twitter, North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia are all negotiating to join the SEC. ESPN is trying to void their TV deal. With the ACC, Eric, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I hope he enjoys that swimming site because in about five years that'll be done. Like swimming will be in college athletics by the time all the realignment's done. But oh, um, oh, when everybody cuts that sport out of the way, um, yeah, I, I think it's nonsense. Uh, I don't think I really don't think ESPN could give a bleep about swimming schools moving to conference to conference i mean that's ridiculous uh i don't even think the sec would want virginia because they would prefer virginia tech i think the big 10 drew is the one that would target virginia and if you're north carolina you're gonna want you're gonna play the market because i think both the big 10 and the sec want north carolina it's the battleground north yeah. carolina is the one battleground school because they can get georgia tech uh the sec is going to let them let them walk because Georgia doesn't want them, uh, but North Carolina, that's the one that they both want, but you're right. Virginia screams big 10 Virginia tech is an sec school by every stretch of the imagination, except their affiliation, much like Clemson. They scream sec school. Uh, I wanted to read a little bit more uh, on this because they did post a story on this. I according to the source who remains unnamed <laughs> money is a major factor along with recruiting clashes. Florida reportedly doesn't want Miami to join. Tennessee doesn't want UNC and Kentucky doesn't want Louisville. Louisville brings in the second most revenue among public ACC schools. Miami's revenue isn't public, but it's estimated that they're near the top as well. Plus they bring a hometown team in a huge market. The source said the conversations are still in the early stages, but as we've seen recently, things can change quickly. Uh, pfft. 
if I may quickly, Kyle, yes, please. That you were the next one I wanted to hear from. Yeah, this is this is this is a, a tactic I believe is used in entertainment media, and they're much more desperate to put out stuff on a regular basis because they don't necessarily have as many live events and events happening like we do. Um, covering sports, sports area around thing. Movies kind of have seasons to them. Sure, you have the summer and then Oscar season and there's stuff in between. And, you know, the in between isn't a whole lot of flesh. The punchline is there could be a guy in an office um, of a major studio, let's say Paramount, that is friends with Brad Pitt. And they, somebody invites Brad Pitt to a lunch a business luncheon. Someone catches wind of that at the same time. Uh, Paramount starts doing press release about releasing the next, I don't know. Citizen uh, Kane. Green Hornet. <laughs> no, they're going to remake Casa, Casablanca and Paramount's executive went to lunch with Ashton Kutcher, right? So then the story gets broke. Paramount, the studio that's making this, had lunch with Ashton Kutcher. They're not related. They're correlated. And that's what you see happening here. I'm sure there have been phone calls between the SEC and other schools, just like we've talked about the Big Ten and all the conferences in this conversation. Nobody's doing anything. It's a tactic. And and while I'm not the Leroy Jenkins, I'll quote a different movie from Mad Max Fury Road. I'll point up and go, that's that's great. Now, let's let's bet it even further. Let's talk about why Miami's not on that list. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go there okay uh, can he say Miami, the- okay Miami i like it baggage has a lot of baggage and actually if you if you take a step away from that and you actually look at the makeup of the different schools miami's profile doesn't fit the sec they have an off-campus stadium that's nowhere close to this teeny little private school uh, that 99.9% of fans have never even stepped foot on their campus. Um, you know, they, you know, Vanderbilt's only saving grace is the fact they were there already. Uh, but I'm obviously- I, I, I agree with you, but can I play devil's advocate for a second? No, you may not. Yes, you may. I'm going to anyway. Uh, they got the brand, don't they? They are the brand. They have two documentaries and they bring television viewers and, South Carolina isn't an SEC school either, but they took them anyway. Well, yeah, it's because they uh, were. Uh, Art, neither is Arkansas. Right, exactly. Yeah, you so know I, why? Right. Because Florida State said, you guys waited too long to invite us, and we're going to go to dominate the ACC for a while. And that's what happened. No, they were afraid of facing real competition. That's an old Bobby Bowden trick. Don't play that game with oh, me. Oh, don't be, don't be, don't be, come on now. Don't be. Oh, you're, you're oh, upset, Eric. look at Mr. Florida State guy over Bobby here. Bobby Bowden is an icon in this state. Something that sure, nobody that else, you know. I'm sorry, but Kyle's right on this. I, it was all about. I'm sorry that Florida, Florida State's the one that actually played people out of state. Not Florida's the one that doesn't play anybody. Then why it's about they- affiliation, man. Oh, you know, they, for, now, granted, Florida State and Memphis tried for decades correct. to get into the SEC and for decades were shot down. It wasn't right. until you know 1990 when they finally got the invite. But by then, the ACC said, hey, come to us. And, and as I was kind of saying before, they went to the, the, the path of least resistance. We're going to go dominate over here. Yeah, but that's and that's what they did. Decision. I think Bobby Bowden made that decision. Like, hey, guys, let's go to play Virginia. I think that was an overall university and athletic department decision. And by the way, I heard that Florida helped block that. Like, that was never – that was one of those where FSU didn't want to get rejected again, so they took the – it's a lot of they got, they They would have been invited. 
They oh, would have gotten it. Know. They would have had it. They, you, all right. you don't right. tell a school to apply if you that don't have the votes. That doesn't affect us at all. Well, I'm sure we'll all get right. our invites. Are our respective spouses arguing here, Jeff? What the hell's going on? Now, know, uh, there's another this. thing I want to point out, and it's the whole thing with Virginia. Now, yeah. let's go back. Let's turn the clock back to the 2003 realignment. Yeah, and let's also bear in mind that Virginia is an AAU member, which if you want to, you know, we've heard them flirting with the Big Ten too. But anyway, carry right. on. Right. When the ACC was looking to expand, the the state government of Virginia strong arm Commonwealth. Them. You're right. Commonwealth of Virginia. My mistake. Sorry, guys. Sorry, who's <laughs> someone's uh, gotta be someone's gotta be an editor around here anyway. Yeah, well, it is a Commonwealth, same with Massachusetts, but uh, I digress. They the the government forced Virginia, they got strong armed into supporting Virginia Tech getting one of the invites. So the question is, how tight is that bond that was created there when the next round of realignment comes? Will they be, will the state allow them to be split? Sounds a little shotgun marriagey to me. Well, it's, it's like, te- it's like well, Texas politics, man, when it comes to the schools. That's how the Big 12 got put together and why Texas had struggled to get to the, one of the reasons why the Pac-16 failed is we have a Texas Tech problem. Jerry Springer called. He's going to invite them on the show next week. Well, the only, the only thing last thing on that is the two biggest states that the SEC and the Big Ten do not have a flag in is North Carolina and Virginia. So I think to me, those are going to be big time targets uh, for those states. And that's why from a UCF perspective, because this is a UCF podcast, as a reminder, that is why UCF will not be in a Big Ten or in the SEC or probably the ACC anytime soon. Well, yeah, the only reason the ACC would open up is something goes horribly wrong, which right. means don't go there. And they're not, they don't have the academics for the Big Ten. And they, they don't fit the SEC, you know, blueprint because Florida owns the state already. You know, they already got it. Florida State has done enough to warrant being brought in. And I think Florida's going to be begrudgingly do it, kind of like AM did with Texas. But the, the truth is, UCF just doesn't move the needle enough. Last, uh, last little bit of, uh, Outside of UCF speculation, before we get to the how you see how this affects UCF bit, we'll actually we'll take a break and we'll come back to that. But Derek Johnson, radio host uh, for KLWN, former linebacker, he's got a radio show. Wait, now? KLWN, that sounds like clown. <laughs> uh, in uh, in Kansas, uh, they they do Kansas stuff. Uh, oh boy, this was so he quote tweeted the whole Braden Keith, North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, Virginia thing to the SEC and said, if this winds up happening, the SEC is the biggest winner, but the Big 12 might be second. Imagine scooping up Pitt, West Virginia travel partner and rival, Miami, UCF travel partner, and Louisville. Well, what do we think about that, gentlemen? And Drew, I'll give you the first word on this one. Okay, well, I, I'm a proponent of finding a way to improve the East let's Block. Say, let's say all these dominoes fall exactly like this. Yeah, let's say someone is dumb enough to open up the grant of rights of the <laughs> yeah, ESPN wants all... to purposely pay more money when they don't have to for another decade. <laughs> it's sure. so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but let's say that someone is dumb enough to open up the ACC's grant of rights and all hell breaks loose. Uh, I'm a big fan of Louisville. Now, granted, they took a sh- took some sh- you know some shots after you know the Patino scandal and Papa John and all this other stuff that that's close. Good save there, Drew. That was really good. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they wet the bed. 
It's a family podcast. Anyway, they wet the bed. Uh, but and so yeah, their the values diminish, but it's still a really good program up and you know across the board. And you know they fill the Eastern block. You know even even Memphis is still an attractive opportunity because of the work that they've done and work that they're working on with you know improving their own program. Uh, they're the the one G five on the Eastern side. I would want to bring in. Uh, but if you can bring in Miami, obviously it makes Florida, uh, UCF, uh, the Florida, not an island complete by itself because you have UCF here, you have Miami there, you have a travel partner. Hey, UCF and, finally will have a real football rivalry in the end of the year in, in Black on Black Friday. Now it's moving oh, forward, um, if that oh, happens. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're going to name what they're going to name the game, but I mean, you you want bad names there's people going around saying oh let's do a color battle with colorado and we're all gold uniforms that's going to look like someone once again wet the bed (laughs) that That was was too easy uh there's that meatball there's that there's that pit west virginia thing that always kind of oh the backyard brawl is beautiful i would take that over the holy war that's a fun that's a fun rival i do think louisville would be the first draft pick there in that scenario I think so too. I think they got the best. Remember, they flirted with Louisville a decade ago. They flirted with them, and Louisville decided to go to the ACC, and then That's they right. settled on West Virginia. Louisville was the first choice for the Big Twelve. Well, you know what happened? Um, it was uh, uh, McConnell from West Virginia, yeah. or uh, yeah, uh, Mitch McConnell, yeah. stepped in, and that's where things kind of went a little bit sideways. So it got it got political. Well, Mitch, no. Mitch McConnell's from Kentucky. Shocker. That was from West Virginia. No, no, he's Kentucky. Kentucky. Trust me, he's Kentucky. I got my wires, but he did get involved. Uh, of course he does. He, yeah, because it, it got political. Got political. Hmm. It was ugly. All right. Well, we had some fun hopping on the Speculatron here for a little bit, but you came here for UCF perspective, right? So uh, when we return, we're going to make you sit through a break for that. Uh, when we return, we'll talk about what all this means for UCF going forward. What is the best case scenario for UCF? What could be the worst case scenario for UCF as the realignment uh, as as the realignment carousel starts to turn once again? Stick around. We'll be right back. It's the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. All right, we're back here on the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. We got Jeff, we got Eric, we got Drew, and we've got Kyle. So uh, we just spent a significant amount of time speculating our our relative behinds off. Uh, about uh, conference realignment, but you came here to get an answer to the question: What does this any of this mean for UCF? What's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario for for this school in particular? With all the speculation flying around about four corners and the Big Twelve and Pac twelve ACC alliances and all that nonsense. So uh, I want to start with you, Eric Lopez. I want to do what is the best case scenario for UCF? What is the worst case scenario? Best case scenario that the big 12 has a good TV deal and stay strong. And is the number three conference, you know, at least fighting with either the ACC or the PEC 12 or whoever's left of those two among the, the top conferences in the sport. Worst case scenario is that you get raided by the PAC 12 or other conferences. And uh, you're probably calling the Sun Belt to see if there's a home. So, so what, what's the, what's, what's the, what's the, the skeleton key here? Like, what's the thing that you're looking at where, okay, if this happens, we're okay, if this happens, oh crap. 
what does the Pac-12 do? Do they try to stick it out at 10 members and try to add Mountain West and try to survive? Or do they just they say goodbye? That's what's going to decide this. And I'm not going to predict what happened because we were all giving the funeral services to the Big 12 a year ago and we saw how that turned out. Now, the difference is the Big 12 actually had a good TV deal and the schools were so ticked at OU in Texas that they were defiant to even like, and they had no, nobody took them. Nobody took them. So they were defiant to stick together and nobody would take them. Whereas I think the Pac-12 people are like, we're sick of this. We're broke. Uh, I don't think there's that big defiance to stick around, but you can never, you never say never. Kyle. Well, this is what they mean, Eric, by it's just different down here too, right? They're the out West. They're aloof about football in comparison. Like, Oh, oh absolutely. Like, you know. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, that's and, a good point. When you got that much Texas in your blood, it means more. Um, you know, for me, the best, the best case scenario for UCF is the ACC getting involved diluting the talent of one of the two super conferences being fro- formed from the big 10 and, and, or the sec. Here's a hint. I don't think the sec is the one that'll get diluted um, to where the new entity that is formed by PAC 12 slash big 12 or whatever that looks like gets in a position to somehow supplant them. Okay, now granted, I'm going long play here. I'm not saying this happens in the next few years. I'm talking about down the line as things start to crumble. As big media markets, the only way that Drew pointed out that markets matter anymore, right, are actually now starting to get combined into one place. Please remember the point we have all made about the Big 12 and its recent expansion, most part featuring bigger markets, Houston and Orlando in particular. And by the way, the Big 10's huge move involving LA and that general area, huge move market wise, Texas and Oklahoma, likewise as well, Oklahoma, not necessarily huge, but Texas, you get it. With that being the new central figure. And as more of these older powers that aren't based in uh, uh, big markets start to dilute the product, the entity that is the PAC 12 and the big 12, whatever's left of them slides into that second best conference in, uh, in college sport piece and continues to grow in the tradition of quick growth that we've come to see from UCF as a program. And the best case scenario going as far down the line, gentlemen, to when UCF hits that centennial mark that they are a marquee school down the line, this day would be remembered by historians as one of the significant lifts up. Worst case scenario, which I must reiterate is still better than anything UCF would have experienced is if you get that un- instability in the Big 12. And like Eric mentioned, it's tied to the TV deal. And, uh, you know, let's say that some sort of deal is made, but some sort of poison pill or something happens to take some of the major players out or somehow there's some sort of unrest within the conference. I mean, it's not like the school's already experienced being blocked by another school before that is now completely irrelevant and may go away as being forever damned to the G5. Uh, but... Uh, that's kind of where it is for me. And, and I, I, I don't know what the uh, what the trapdoor is for the bad, but I kind of explained what I think. the key Well, it's like if an Oklahoma the- State, a TCU go to the Pac-12 or something like that, which is could be, you know, if that's something that could play, it could be a play play out. I'm glad you said that. Here's the trapdoor. If the Pac-12 and Big 12 somehow become adversarial, that is awful for UCF. Not great. 
Uh, Drew, you're the one out of all of us who's been the most plugged in on this entire story from the very beginning. You have the last word. If you're a UCF, what's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? I'm going to start with the worst case scenario. The, the worst case scenario is the Pac-12 somehow convinces half a dozen teams from the Big 12 to jump over. Until it ha- until there's stability, until this is all flushed out, that's still a possibility. Guess what? UCF's on an island. They're going to be the loser here. Uh, they're not going to be brought in in a merger on that level if it's all Western schools. So then you have, okay, what's going to happen then? Uh, you go back to the American? I don't think UCF's going to go back to the American. I, I don't think that would happen. So basically, you've got the Sunbelt Conference waiting for you. So there's your worst case men's scenario. soccer deal in there, huh? They, they already have one leg in with, you know, with the soccer, no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the worst yeah, case scenario. that was intended. Don't lie. That was so, intended. <laughs> worst case scenario is they end up being left out because until July 1st, 2023, things can change. Now, is it very likely? No, it's not very likely. But something can happen. And yeah, there'll be dollars involved and all sorts of things. UCF probably make a nice payday on it as a result of violating contracts that have already been signed and notarized and sealed, but it can happen. Backroom deal that would take. Oh, it it would be messy. It would be a very messy situation, but ultimately UCF would find themselves in the Sunbelt conference. That's the billable hours alone would be. Oh, uh, and, and UCF would make a killing on it. Because Quickly they can through. go after future earnings loss and all sure. sorts of other stuff. I mean, they can, they'll make a nice payday out of it. Definitely eight figures worth. Which is why, Drew and Kyle, you could jump in. <clears throat> I don't think UCF, whatever happens, even if the worst case scenario happens, I don't think there's any regrets of leaving the American for the Big 12, correct? Because Not you have to point. take this chance. Because no. if you you're in to. the American right now, you got no chance. You got no chance. You had to take it. Even yeah, and you, this, this goes back to the thing that, I'm sorry, Drew, this goes back to the thing that, Eric, I've always argued with you about, is you can only make a decision based on the information that you have at the moment you make the decision. Correct. You, you didn't know the this moment, was coming. Right. You had no idea. Yeah, so, you, you couldn't have planned for it. So you, you got to go with the best knowledge and information that you have. You make this move 10 out of 10 times, and, and you just see where it flows. Now, I don't. that's not likely. It really isn't. Um, Real quick, before you go on, Drew, I feel like that, in, in your opinion, do you feel like that that would even need the complicity of a broadcast partner as well, like a Fox or an ESPN to have happen? Oh, absolutely. You, oh, yeah, The Pac-12 awesome. is going to have to have enough of a financial backing to convince yeah. Big 12 teams to jump over. Yeah, uh, the Big Twelve, and they 12. and they would have to and they would have to convince it that it would be more than whatever the whatever the Big Twelve is worth in the market. And I would have to say it'd have to be a lot more. Yeah, I would have to say it'd be a considerable amount because because yeah, because I'm seeing reports people are th- people are saying that the Big Twelve, if they add the four corner schools, could be worth forty million dollars a year per school, maybe more. On the surface, I don't buy that at all. However, you have a possibility of a bidding war going on, especially if the That's Pac-12 why. dissolves. On on sheer value, no, they're not worth $40 million a year. No way. Uh, with the four corners, maybe 30, maybe. Uh, but now you have you have a, an inventory issue. Pac-12's gone. I mean, CBS and NBC have holes in their schedules already, and they're looking for a new dance partner. And, and Fox. Well, Fox... 
I, I consider Fox in the Big 12 to be a lock. I don't think that's going to change. That it's feels like other- a lot, doesn't it, Drew? I've gotten the same vibe that this is going to be, I think football is going to be on Fox as the number two to the Big 10. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, CBS Get and ready. NBC Big are going to kick off Urban Meyer at the bounce house. Huh? No. Now, here's the interesting yeah. thing. The question is, now, the Big 12 has always done their contracts where the Tier 3 programming has not been sold. Right. And it may change this time. They they may actually package it somewhere. You know, tier three for UCF right now is ESPN plus. Uh, yeah, if they leave it with the schools, the question is, will UCF make a deal with ESPN to keep it on ESPN plus? I I actually hope that happens because it's been a very good exposure. Right. And the Big Twelve. Hey, you're not alone. First, <laughs> oh yeah, the Big Twelve was one of the first conferences at all to get involved with ESPN plus. So there's already. Um, uh, a history there. Bob Bowlesby's going away, so now you have a chance to heal relationships. So things can can happen there. Let's go to the best case scenario. Best case scenario is UCF joins the Big Twelve, which I think is a ninety five percent chance of happening. Um, <laughs> oh my God. That's the best case. Stop making, stop making, stop making us nervous, man. We have enough PTSD uh, Mr. from all this. Dude, we're, it's ninety four point nine percent. I can go farther, Jeff. They're married, all right? They're married. They're living together. They're basically they're waiting for the wedding ceremony next year. The all right, all right. Because is, of that, 94.89. Go ahead. Move oh, on. no, he dropped it. I don't want to get into all that. Let's not get into all that. Go ahead. I, I think short of, of a miracle, they'll, they'll end up in the Big 12. It's it's. I don't see the Pac-12 being able to pull them away. That conference just doesn't carry value. You know, Stanford – yeah, Stanford has results, but no one, but they, they don't they don't move the needle on the market. It's an they, academic school. They're an academic school. Their value is with Notre paired with Notre Dame yes. because Notre Dame is obsessed with Correct. Stanford. So and Stanford that, fits the Big Ten. Well, they do for academically. They sure don't athletically. But yeah, um, but that's what I mean. <laughs> but they're like well, they, they do they do athletically. In every sport, but the ones that everyone cares about. Yeah, I mean, they're they're the ones who win the. Well, I mean, if they wouldn't have fired John, nope. if they wouldn't have fired Johnny Dawkins, they'd still be pretty good in basketball. They were pretty good when he was there. Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of fans who want to fire him again, yeah, so maybe he'd go back and, to Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean, what uh, to be fair though, which school has produced the most Olympians of any school in the of any school in the United States? Stanford. Oh, Stanford, and it's not yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, nobody, it's no, not nobody, not close. It's not close. So. So Drew, but that, but, but I know I you, know, you say nobody cares there. Yeah, nobody cares. Well, no, the, some, the truth is, some people do care needle. about that. Not in football this moves anymore. the needle. So the, yes. I mean, Stanford's only chance is. And I, I don't. Yeah, Big Ten. right. Agree. But that Big Ten, <clears> you're right, right. But they don't carry television value on their own. Right. Uh, you know, Oregon is going to be the, the the breadwinner of that conference, and even they only move the needle so far. So you, you basically have Mountain West 2.0 potentially. <laughs> you know, a little bit better you're probably going to have to you know get some couple california schools in there to kind of fill in if you can't get these packed tw- uh, big this 12s. is this is boise's moment they've been waiting for it for so long and you know what watch cal <laughs> and and stanford say no your academics aren't good enough watch them do it because they're that, that snobby Pac-12 is very arrogant they're, you're, you're, I oh, right, Drew. Thought of that. they're the most right. arrogant conference He's in the right. country He's by absolutely far. right they make oh, the sec yeah. even look even like more humble. even more than even more than the big 10 Yes, way no, more. Drew's right. Oh. Drew's way right. When it comes way. to academics, really? Ab- they call Absolutely. themselves the Conference of Champions because they, they really don't take want pride in water BYU <laughs> because they have issues with BYU's code of conduct and everything. They're Cal and We're Stanford the Conference has, of Saline. Conf- they, they, you know, 
you're looking at Northern California, a very specific way of thinking. The schools think like that too. Yep. And so these private entities like BYU uh, are not welcome. Uh, in fact, one of the rumors going around was about this merger and they would drop BYU and UCF. UCF for geography purposes, I get that. That makes a lot of sense uh, because you're not making $100 million a year. Okay. But BYU was strictly because of you know because it's a religious school it's a religious school they've had some questionable things with their code of conduct we're not going to get into it because that's not what the show's about but that plays a role all you gotta do is we'll take them baby that's why we'll take them in the big 12 that's why we're taking them they'll fit just fine in the big that's right you just don't play them on sunday that's the only thing you don't play them on Uh, sunday so how many what's the best case you get best case they they, they join the big 12 you got the six that come over, including Oregon and Washington. You get into a bidding war between CBS and NBC, right. and you get your 40 mil. That's well, the best. Yeah, then the other, you sign a grant of rights with it. So you're bingo. locked in. You're locked in. Yeah, I agree. I that's mean, your best case scenario. Until for hopefully another eight to ten years, then you'll get plucked in ten years. But that's ten hey, years. Or, Orlando, Orlando to Seattle is going to be a hell of a road trip. It's a lot better but, than But here's it. the thing. Orlando goes everywhere. Correct. There, well, you know, and, and we need good cities in this conference. The one thing I will say about leaving the America, the one thing we definitely have a drop-off is quality cities. I mean, we're leaving New Orleans. We're leaving Memphis. We're leaving Philadelphia to join Lubbock, Stillwater, Manhattan, well, Kansas. welcome to college towns. You're leaving. Remember, outside of a handful I'll, I'll, of I'll schools, take Lubbock over Philadelphia any day. But, outside you know, of a handful of schools. Nobody would take Lubbock. If I know people that live Lubbock, they wouldn't even take Lubbock. Yeah. I'll take Tacoa, Georgia over yeah. Philadelphia. You take away Ohio State and, and you know Michigan State and a few others. Outside of a handful of schools, all these big power conference schools are in these small little towns. They're in the Gainesville. Oh, for sure. No, no, of course. That's college sports in general. That, that's college land, sports. So, Land-grant right. institutions. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is exactly. So you're I moving away. Big old flooded boulder in here, though, gentlemen. As NIL becomes more of a thing and and local sponsors have more impact and corporations start to get involved, unless, of course, the NCAA actually comes in and allegedly tries to enforce some stuff. Gentlemen, the days of the small town um, dominating is threatened. I disagree with that. The whole reason... The it's all about national at this point. They've been started talking trash. Well, this guy's getting a million dollars and this program's doing this. Is dude is legit worried about the money in his error. Now, granted, he'll probably be retired before the full-fledged downside actually hits. But this is the, the size of the, the support in the area as far as market is important from the standpoint of playing of paying players. And I know the theory is that eventually these guys will get burned and they'll spend less. But hey, we're the idiots that keep going to the sports and supporting them, and we'll still and continue to do that. It's yeah. funny you should mention that, Kyle. Uh, there was uh, there was a thing today about Mark Stoops at Kentucky talking about this very thing mm-hmm. about needing financial help to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> he's not wrong though. He's not. You know wrong. why he says that? Because he's in his school is the one that spends the money on the basketball side. It, right? Yeah, they don't spend on football. Yeah, so I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's wrong. For help. I mean, nobody's gonna feel sorry for Mark Stoops. All right. Here's right. the thing. Yeah. Mark Stoops is really saying, I need a football donor really bad. Exactly. (laughs) It really, the the big X factor on all this is what happens with uh, NIL collectives, which is still a questionable issue. NIL collectives are a bit controversial. They allow boosters to to pay direct. uh, And that allows nationwide interaction 
from an NIL standpoint. Well, You're that's not, a whole right, right, but that's a whole different topic. That we but that makes a difference. That flows exactly into Kyle's you, argument, though. You yeah. take that away. You're now more locked into local stuff, not fully, but you're more locked into local stuff because you won't have the boosters directly able to interact like they are right now, which which is why it's it's such a gray area for me. You know, but it ain't going away. I'm sorry to tell you, it's not going away. What's fact, gonna what I think is gonna ultimately happen? The Knight Commission flat out said, "Hey, the NCAA should not be running FBS football." I think this consolidation with the Super Conference bill is going to lead to FBS no longer being under the NCAA, the other sports will be correct. FBS won't be. They're going to eventually go with the night commission. And when that happens, I think you're going to see a big change in how the NIL works because now the commissioners who are probably going to lead to one commissioner of college football is going to start throwing the, it's basically about the NFL light and you're going to start seeing them throw their weight around a little bit. NFL light. That's a good word. The NFL light. That's a good word. That's a good word. I will say this though. If you add those four Pac-12 schools, Colorado, what we talked about earlier, they've been a flop since leaving the Big 12 for the Pac-12. And they'll they've still a be a flop coming back to the Big 12. Uh, we'll see. But they missed that potential. window. Yeah, they, they, they missed they, that they, window. Utah, shh, don't let anybody know, but they've been actually the best football program in the Pac-12 for the last handful of years oh, under Kyle Willingham. They have. They have. Yeah, they, they went to the Rose Bowl last year. They yeah. they took it. Beat they, the crap they, out of since, Oregon. Since, uh, since, since Chip left Oregon, that yeah, you can make that case. You can make the case, but Oregon too is beating another an overrated program. Beating another overrated program doesn't. But I would take you. My point is, they they proved it against Ohio State in that Rose Bowl. They looked fantastic. They just came a little bit short, but they both played there. Put it to this way: I would take Utah to be the favorites in the new in the new Big Twelve. That could be short term. Absolutely, short term. Yes, short term. I would take them over Oklahoma State, and then you get the at the two Arizona schools who good markets and deal. So football wise, I think it'd be actually pretty good. But the other thing is, basketball. Arizona's a mess, man. Arizona's such a dumpster fire. Oh, right it is. Now. It is. But they're but, football terrible and all the you, well, all both the Arizona FBI schools stuff. are a mess. Both Arizona schools are a mess. They're there but, for basketball, gentlemen. Bingo. Good point, Kyle. Kyle, you and I are gonna have some good damn basketball to watch. That would be the premier basketball league ever. Well, it would blow. It would the be Big incredible. Twelve is the premier today. So imagine tomorrow. At Arizona, it's it would blow away the old Big East. It would blow away the ACC, and that's where ESPN, in my opinion, will get involved. I think they would be willing to give up football to Fox as long as they can keep the Big Twelve basketball content like they do now. Because one of their bigger TV draws is Big Monday with the Big Twelve, and Kansas is a player there. They can make a ton of money with basketball in the Big Twelve. They're going to have to overpay. To keep that exactly basketball. and that's where they might get the 30 to 40 million it's not because of the football but it's because of the whole package combined because i think espn is going to want there's going to fight for the basketball because that is important inventory to espn is college basketball every night that is dominant yeah. they bailed yeah. on baseball and kansas. i'm going to tell you kyle yeah. the only bigger fight's going to be brian murphy's going to fight kyle and me for seats to go to kansas and arizona for ucf basketball that's going to be <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, gonna I mean, fly he, on his. He, he's gonna he's gonna put jet a jet on his wheelchair, and he's gonna fly to cover the game. The not the and not lose the wheelchair like he did in Tulsa when UCF. I was gonna game. say he at least is not stopping in Tulsa where he loses his wheelchair. Exactly, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got Kansas, you got Baylor, you got Arizona, even Woo! Utah is is a has yeah. always been a good basketball program. 
you know, that, that season up, tickets. State. Oh my God. I'll buy, buy season tickets for UCF basketball and God help us. We're good. Oh, oh God. Oh, it's oh, going to oh, hurt guy. We're going to, Oh, there could be a lot of losses. It's, it's going to be, be a lot fun, of losses. Though. It'll be fun. It, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, there's going to be growing pains, but Hey, Hey, Ooh. you know, if you're doing this for 30, 40 million dollars a year, nobody will care. Take exactly. the hit. Yeah. You'll catch up. It, it, it just, it'll take time. But you'll well, catch up. Calvin Sampson, who, by the way, they're joining the league, uh, made a oh, great yeah. point. Houston's no slouch. He says that Houston just got, like, they've benefit, they've gotten, like, $150 million benefit or something to that basketball. They're, he feels they're, like, $400 million behind just by joining now. I heard that, yeah. Yeah. It's a great quote from Calvin Sampson. So, yeah, we're going to be uh, we're gonna be playing a lot of catch-up in basketball. But, damn, what a freaking good basketball. And that's where the value of having that grant of rights yep. put into that new contract, which I guarantee you it's going to be there because of all of the instability going around them. I mean, Jeff gets be- to do PA of Kansas and Arizona coming to the... Hey, to hey, the- you do not make fun of Lance Leopold like that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I met the arena. Can't I didn't wait. talk football there. Can't <laughs> wait. I, I'll tell you, it's... All right, last bit on this, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll ask the three of you, and I'll start with Kyle. What's the, what's the next domino that you are keeping close eye on right now? I mean, I mentioned that Notre Dame is the biggest deal. Um, but for me, I'm watching in particular Oregon closely. And listen, Elo, I get that you think Oregon in, in the mix of this is completely overrated. Matt Merchelle of the Orlando Sentinel actually happens to agree with you. Where, uh, where, where did he say that, Kyle? Well, that would have been on the Student of the Game podcast that you could check out on uh, the Huddle Up podcast YouTube channel and uh, on they- any other podcast outlet. Yes, that's accurate. Um but yeah, Matt completely agrees with you on that. I think something that both of you are slightly overlooking is is kind of a, what's this word? Uh, a bit of an intangible, for lack of a way to put it. First of all, West Coast numbers for college football suck in general because it's West Coast. Unless USC is at the peak. Well, USC is at the peak. And oh, by the way, when USC is at the peak, they when the, the, the games that are biggest aren't the ones that they're necessarily... Um, hosting unless they're hosting a big power for well the-, the other problem usc will have now is when they dominated under pete carroll there was like no football in la now they have the rams they have the chargers the dodgers are doing great the lakers are still the lakers. yeah so that's the market's changed in la and you might actually the- find someone who admits to being a clippers fan well you can now that's the thing good point and even with the lakers it's not funny <laughs> well done and- <laughs> By the way, the Lakers, even though they're declining, still have LeBron James. Oh, well, and they're the Lakers. Yeah, they're, the Lakers yeah, is I'm, always going to be number one in that town. It, listen, LeBron still draws more than a family guy reference, albeit great sure. as it was. But, yeah. No, and let me just clarify what I'm saying about Oregon. I'm not – look, Oregon would be – my issue with Oregon is there's this belief that they they believe they should be in the Big Ten. The Big Ten doesn't need Oregon. That's Pacific elitism, and you know it. Oh, yeah. I'm not <laughs> That's saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. About need. And, and let's go back to the conversation a little bit last yeah. week that we had without Drew. Big Ten doesn't need USC or UCLA, but there they are. Oh, no, that just, that's different because USC and UCLA actually will bring extra dollars to they the They move TV the needle. Team. Exactly. Oregon doesn't for the TV dollars. They don't. Otherwise, they would be in this package. Uh, yes and no to the TV thing. I'll put it this way. They're the next gym on the list. I'm not here to tell you that they're as expensive as as USC or UCLA right, because right, right. market all of that. 
And I know I'm going a little bit against my own argument, citing Oregon as the biggest target. They're not necessarily the biggest market and all that other stuff, but they add a lot of something that a lot of these blue bloods don't have. Something, for example, of another very young school takes advantage of in order to rise prominence in a short time. Yes, I'm alluding to the hip factor, what they do on social media, the uniforms. Gentlemen, I'm not going to name names, but I had to push back an interview of mine because we had to talk about uniforms. Oregon and the deal with Nike is a big deal. Eric, I know you scoff at it. I want to scoff at it, but unfortunately, it's been slapped in my face enough that this matters enough to a conference and it's branding because the one thing that either the sec or the big 10 is missing is being hip heck the big 12 is definitely the right is is definitely the rising star conference of programs they're the island of misfit toys that is up and coming and has demanded that you pay attention to them and that vibe if the big 10 can capture that from oregon is a great thing and oh by the way then they have officially locked up the west as far as the most significant programs uh, Eric, what's the domino you're keeping the closest eye on? Big Ten TV deal. Because when that deal gets announced, that closes the door of Notre Dame joining, at least for the foreseeable future. When That's, do you think that might happen? Uh, John Oran, who knows way more about this stuff than I do, but he does a great podcast, says July, August. We should finally know about the Big Ten TV deal. Well, it's announced. July. <laughs> so well, we'll find out. yeah, late July, August, he's hoping. Uh, obviously, this was supposed to be done in May, but, you know, they've added yeah. since. Drew? Uh, for me, it's Florida State and Clemson. Uh, if they can find a really? crack. Whoa. Well, it's all about Whoa. finding a crack in the grant of Lee rights. Rudd, shake it. Lee Rudd, Jenkins. Now all you have to tell with Lee Rudd Jenkins is dying in that raid in a pathetic effort. That's and awful. you know what? He charges in because the probability of them breaking that grant that. of rights is slim to none. But you know what? If they manage to do it, Oh, all God. the dominoes move. You oh, have yeah. the Notre Dame move. Oh, yeah. You have yeah. the North yeah. Carolina move. You have the Clemson. You have this. You have the Miami. You, they all move. In if they can find a way to crack that, that changes everything. It's not even one school thing. It's not the Big Ten contract. It's not Oregon. It's everything. The floodgates open now. Oregon, who's in the Pac-12, what's left of it at this point. Oh, crap. We have an, an invitation that's about to expire from the Big 12. They can look east now. Maybe we should take it. So, I mean, it impacts everybody once they find a way to break it. But the chances well, of breaking it. How long is that going to be? Yeah. <laughs> the chances. Well, once it happens, everything just. Right. Yeah. Hey, if I grow wings, I could fly to your house and we could golf a lot easier, partner. Yeah, but we're bad at golf. So that way I can get better to play more because I have wings to fly to go play now. Drink some Red mm. Bull, man. It'll help. <laughs> but but that that's that's my domino is is Florida State and Clemson because they're the two that are going to try the hardest to get out because they're the two most valuable brands at that point. North Carolina is a number three in the fact that both come. Well, and, there, and there's that. a debate there whether who would you pick first if you're the Big Ten or the SEC or, or if you're the SEC and that do you try to get Carolina to block them from going to the Big Ten? Well, at that point, it doesn't matter because I don't think Carolina's going to try to break that grant of rights. They'll take advantage no, no, of no, it, but, but, but they're not going to try. I wouldn't dismiss North Carolina if they were available. If they're available, but I don't, don't think they're going to be the first team available. But just I wouldn't dismiss them to the Big Ten because you know who is no, their No, no, that's the battleground. You um, know who, right, and you know who is a famous alum of Carolina that played point guard at North Carolina in basketball that's pretty influential in the Big Ten? 
uh, wasn't it Jim Delaney? Bing, ding, ding. You know your college hoops history. That is former cool. Big Ten commissioner and probably the most powerful man in any room during in college football yep. history is Jim yep. Delaney. Yep. All right. But but that that's where I'm at. That that's my my Leroy Jenkins out of left field kind of move is I'm looking at Florida State and Clemson and what happens with them will dictate everything else. Whatever you say, Skip. Wow. That's going to be. You wanted it. You got it. I I do feel like, you know, this, uh, you know, the the USC UCLA thing was kind of like the lights coming on in the room and seeing all of the dominoes set up. (laughs) What's the next you know, you, you walk in the room, you flip on the lights. There we go. What's the what's what's the next? Who's going to tip over that next domino? I just man, and when and and, and when? I mean, that's. I just don't er- think the other ones move the needle enough. I mean, open the floodgates. Let's you know, go big or go never. home, right? Yeah. So we'll yeah, see. We never, we'll see. But I do know. think the Big Ten TV deal is important because. If they announce that deal, Notre Dame didn't commit. Now you wonder, is Oregon, Washington next, or is it whatever? And I think that's when you might see these Pac-12 schools make a decision of what they want to do in their future. Yeah. Now, here's a thought. Here's a thought, Eric, that if Notre Dame, you know, the, the consideration of Notre Dame still going, that opens the, the idea of Stanford getting into the Big Ten before Oregon. Agreed. I agree with you. I think Stanford will go in before Oregon and Washington do. In fact, I could see a Stanford cow. And now all of a sudden you have four packed four West Coast schools if they want to go that direction. I agree. I think Stanford's ahead of Oregon and Washington. That's going to hurt. The only field. way they can get Cal is if they get North Carolina. You got to have the ballot. You and I think that's what numbers. they're going to shoot for. I think they're going to shoot for Cal. We're going Notre to Dame a- has oh, a yeah. thing for Stanford. Yeah. And that may be a bargaining chip to bring. Absolutely, hundred percent. For Stanford is because Notre Dame is profit uh, prominent. I can buy that, but I mean, I, I don't know how we could have these conversation about brand, and then in the very next move, you say Stanford's ahead of Oregon. I'm still. It's only to- because Notre Dame would want them, right. and that would be a condition. That's an answer. And let me say this too in your defense, Drew. Wow. The crux of your hot take is ACC. The ACC deal breaking down. I will say this. If that happens, it certainly would be the biggest catalyst. The question posed was, what are you watching? I think Oregon and Washington is going to happen first, specifically Oregon, in my opinion. Um, Granted, to Jeff's point at the beginning of this, this is all speculation. Right now, there is no common sense. So... It's the silly season. This is off season, man. Hey, this this gets is actually us the till, best This gets us till kickoff, right? This is going to get us. Hey, we got media day, Big Twelve media well, days next week. Yeah. Well, it is. It has gotten us to the end of the show. So there you go. Uh, we so yeah, we promise you a lot of real and this is the off season, and there we go. Now, a couple of reminders before we go. Don't forget to vote in our as we wind down the awards uh, for our Black and Gold Banneret Awards. We had some great response, by yeah. the way, from all the fans from. Wow. The athletes from the coaches really, Especially, really. Thankful. I'm gonna give a shout out volleyball and softball. You both have they have a, brought they, it. Well, they have brought a friendly competition warfare to both of them. They have, uh, I've talked to both sides, both uh, that players involved. There is a war going on between those two uh, teams. They're friendly, but yet uh, super competitive, which has mm. been uh, mind friendly competition. Friendly yeah. competition, you gotta love yeah. it, indeed. Um. So make sure how, you follow us. How long us can they on... vote? How long can they vote to? Uh, the ones that are coming out are going to be done. Uh, the ones that are coming out this week 
their uh, the the voting closes on Sunday the tenth. We may have a few left over, some of the big awards left over, like Team of the Year, Athlete of the Year, that we'll we'll probably go for another three or four days after that if they come out next week. But we're going to try and get done all of the all of the other ones except those this week. So you have until Sunday to vote for those, and then the last few we'll have uh, we'll have into next week. So make sure you follow us at UCF Banneret underscore SBN. Again, it's UCF Banneret underscore SBN on Twitter for the latest on that, as well as Facebook.com slash black and gold banneret if you subscribe to this podcast thank you so much make sure you leave us a review if you don't you can find us on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts on the android platform you can also don't don't forget to follow each of us i am at jeff underscore sharon eric lopez is at eric lopez elo drew is at stat boy drew and kyle is at the sotg for the student of the game also, don't forget to follow Bryson Turner at It's Bryson Turner for all the latest news uh, coming from the offseason from various from UCS various Olympic sports. And Bryson has been the real MVP in getting these awards up, so I wanted to give him mm-hmm. a shout-out on that one. So, All right, so that'll do it for us here on the Black and Gold Banner Podcast for this week. I hope you had a great 4th of July. Enjoy the upcoming week. Golly, let's see how things uh, turn out the rest of the way here with Conference Real Life. Can't get any worse. Can't get any worse. Oh God! Don't don't make me nervous like this, Drew. All right, for all of us, for for Drew, for Kyle, for Eric, I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.